I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to the most haunted city on earth. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, and I'm JT Timmons. And today we are here with a very twisted version of Ghost Mail. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Bandage. Dead fish. <laughs> Booger. Barf. We didn't ask What's for this. Other, oh, liver and onion. <laughs> I, you know, the thing is, I am not happy. You, the thing is, is our listeners love Ghost Mail. Obviously, obviously, why have we done this? Obviously, y'all like it because you send in your ghost mail so much. It's. I will tell you what, because our Spotify is off the chain. Well, not Spotify, Apple Podcast. Like our podcast part is off the chain. Our YouTube can use some work. That is why. We are doing something that's a little more visual. It's still very audible, obviously. Yeah. You know, they can still hear you go. Yep. You guys on YouTube, and enjoy you better it. like and subscribe <laughs> like for and this. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Real fast before we get started, let's go ahead and um, thank some of the uh, the new para junkies. Uh, we are officially over 100. Woo! So that means we have to do a uh, uh, a ghost hunt of this spot, right? Yep. Right. Overnight that is correct. Ghost Overnight hunt. ghost hunt. Will Overnight we, ghost we should hunt. live stream it. Yep. We can live yep. stream on TikTok and we can live stream you know, on YouTube. Yep. yep, yep. And we are also announcing today, uh, we've already announced this to the Pair Junkies last week, but um, I'm currently writing a audio series um, that will be read on the podcast as a fictional episode. Pair Junkies will be um, getting it uh, first, like way before the public, and then eventually the public will get it when, when we end up releasing it, but it sh- it'll probably be weeks to months before that happens. But... Um, um, so if you want, if you want that, you will be getting that in May. If you want to become a pair junkie and you're not already, if you're already a pair junkie, then you'll be getting the pilot episode and you'll be basically be telling us how well it works because it's going to be a full production, uh, uh, full audio only production of a fictional series of Maeve and Dr. Pendleton played <laughs> by yours truly, Madison and Chris. Yes. If you didn't know, we're actors as it's well. True. They it's true. It's, it's, uh, and you know, why we do podcasts now. This yes. is actually this is actually not my idea. This was Chris's idea from the very start. Like we were talking, and he goes, "You know what would be a really good idea? This." And then I was thinking, like now that we have like an actual audience, I was like, "Oh man, you know, let's actually let's let's make this come to life." So you know, I'm writing the pilot, but you know, you never know if it works out, and you know, everyone really enjoys it. Chris could be writing the next episode. Like it's going to be a total. Uh, we're going to be you know partnering up on it so it's be yeah. pretty cool but let's go ahead and thank the new pair of junkies all right let's go ahead and start with cheyenne mingay devin christy hart yvonne holden george gay eric withers stephanie 
and Kate Wilkerson, who joined two hours ago. Woohoo! So thank y'all so much for becoming Pair Junkies. Welcome to the Pair Junkie family. And we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into it. Um, yes. We have some wicked good stories sent in. Me I mean, too. wicked good. Absolutely. We also got, we, we don't get a lot of bad reviews, like ever. Like, we almost never get one star. You can count it on one hand how many one-star reviews this podcast has. Uh, and we got a bad one because they said that I read too slow. It was actually a very mean review. Oh, no. It was super it was mean. And so I wanted to explain why I mean, uh, why I read uh, slow sometimes or why I read faster sometimes. It's all about me trying to decipher the email. When there is grammar that is not great or something like that, I slow down and I tend to, I tend to take it a little bit slower. Um, but then there's some people that write in often that, you know, I'll, I'll read faster because of of uh, better grammar, but yes, it was a scathing review of me, and it was actually titled JT, yeah. <laughs> one star, I just for like, JT. It was like, whoa, or maybe it was two star. I don't know. It was no, real bad, it was though. one star. It was one star. Yeah. So be nice to JT. He's sensitive. It's fine. No, it's fine. I just needed to explain what was going on. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Are y'all ready for the first story? Yes. Yes. Here we go. And it is wild, y'all. It is wild, and I love it. Okay, it comes from Devin Lombatis, okay? Let me get some of your coffee, wet my whistle. All right. That's my uh, flavor escaper coffee, if you will. Yeah. All right, it is titled Savannah Rental House Paranormal Experience. (laughs) Hi, let me start off by saying I love y'all's podcast. Every episode is super interesting, well thought out, and informative. Love it. Thanks so much, Devin. very sweet. My husband and I live in Atlanta and go to Savannah several times a month and have for many years. We always stay at the Bryce off of Washington Square, but after a few years, decided to try a vacation rental for one of our visits. We were bringing our children, who at the time were five and three, and thought more space would be nice. That's fair. Mm -hmm. All right. Y'all buckled in? I'm buckled in. Because I was not buckled in. I got thrown out of the car. All right. I also want to know, since you stayed at the Bryce a lot, have you heard the ghost horses? Yeah, it's a thing. What's the ghost horses at the Bryce? That's like their most famous ghost. Um, So the Bryce used to be uh, horse stables back in the day, and there was a fire. Cotton warehouse, too. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a fire, spoiler yep, alert, that what? happens fire? a lot. Not a fire in I Savannah? Know. In Savannah, wow. a fire. Yeah, and so the, the horses uh, burned. Yep. Um, and so basically, a lot of times people hear horses galloping yeah, down the hall. The mm-hmm. Which is really cute. I mean, ghost horses. Clip, clop, clip, clop. Clip, clop, clip, clop. And so um, I've never clip, stayed clip. at the Bryce, obviously. but um, And I haven't met anybody who's actually experienced the horses themselves. So... I'm just wondering if yeah. you have experienced the horses, write us back so I can hear about it. Cool. Okay, carry on. All right. So she listed the address. Um, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to say the address. I'm just going to say it's on Price Street sure. just because, you know, I don't want people not coming here because of how aggressive this story is. Um, I'm not coming here, Before but renting forward. that spot. Yeah. We've had other stories about a rental place on yes, Price Street. It mm-hmm. was not, but that was over by where we lived on, on, uh, on Price Street. On yes. East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, uh, south of that. 
south right. of okay. yeah. Okay, okay, got it. Um, it was it's a it's it's a about a half mile away. Okay. Um, but this one's on Washington Square. It's a rental spot on Price uh, on Price Street, right next to the Bryce. If you want the address because you want to stay there, hit me up. I'll give it to you. All right. The rental was on Price Street, which is right next to the Bryce. Let me say that just because we had an experience at this home doesn't mean it's going to be like this for everyone that rents the home. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would never want to share an experience that had a um, that we had and in return have a negative impact on the owner slash rental management company. We arrived at the house and my husband went in to use the restroom while I got out of the uh, while I got our kids out of the car. My husband comes out a couple minutes later to help, and when we get back, the door, uh, it was locked. I thought maybe it was an automatic lock or just accidentally locked back, but it was a regular lock and a deadbolt. Immediately after unlocking the door, I got a sense that something didn't want us there. From the back door, you can see up the uh, up to the upstairs hallway and I saw a man walk past quickly. I saw it so clearly that I thought someone was already at the house and shouted out to see if they would respond. My husband immediately goes upstairs to see and comes back letting me know he didn't see anything. My instincts are usually pretty spot on and I go with them 99.9% of the time. But after driving down from Atlanta with two kids going bananas, I just wanted to get settled and try to shake off what I was feeling. We then proceed to all go upstairs to bring our luggage up. The upstairs is a square with a room on either side and two bathrooms in the back that connect to the bedrooms and also the hallway. I walk through the primary bathroom in the bedroom with our kids and my husband is behind us. Immediately after my husband walks, uh, walked through the doorway connecting the two rooms, he was shoved so forcefully and abruptly he fell to the ground and didn't even put his arms out to catch his fall. He fell flat on his face with his arms to his side as if he had no control. A few seconds later, he gets up and is in the fetal position, shaking. I feel like I need to make it known that my husband is a veteran and did multiple tours in Iraq and has experienced things that no one ever should have to. He's not easily scared or fearful of anything, so to see him shaken up was wild. At this point, I'm trying to get my kids out of this situation when our five-year-old proceeds to say, mommy is going to die. The stairs, mommy is going to fall. When I say we're in the house for less than, I'm not exaggerating. This entire experience happened so quickly. We got the kids out and my husband grabbed our stuff and we left. We went over to the Bryce and got a room. I called the rental company and told them we wouldn't be able to come. I didn't know what else to say. I couldn't even begin to explain what just happened at the house. We didn't ask for a refund or receive one or any um, or offer any other explanation, just simply that we would not be coming. My husband and I have had paranormal experience before, and generally, they don't bother us. Our home in Atlanta has its own energies and spirits that we hear and see pretty much weekly. I've seen things, felt things, heard things, but nothing like this. I still won't go past the house. I want nothing to do with it. I have friends and family say that they want to rent it, 
and see what they experience. I let them know they are on their own because I would never want to go back into that situation again. Thank you for letting me share our experience and for having such an awesome podcast, Devin. Wow. <laughs> Mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> Nobody oh, wants that. No. <laughs> Nobody wants that. If you've seen the new Evil Dead, you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, um, so interestingly, I actually have a story about this house uh, that was told to me about a month ago what? by some guests. I know. So okay. um, I, JT obviously told me what the address was. And when he did, I didn't tell him that I knew the story because I was saving it. Um, but basically, I had some guests about a month ago who were a group of teenagers and they all loved ghost hunting. And they their parents indulge it. So they take them to haunted places around America and all that. It's like a family activity. Okay. And they recently had stayed at this location because I asked them for the address after they told me what happened and they looked it up. What? And it was two boys. They were probably about 16, 17 years old and they were staying in one of the upper rooms and they both had this experience where they were sleeping and they saw a man in the doorway who walked in and the room filled with this kind of smoke of sorts. Mm, mm. And when they, the man got up to them, he, it started choking each of them, one hand on each throat and then basically neither this was a guest yeah like at the savannah Underground? yes on my tour because if you didn't know i give tours and a lot of times after the tours people uh, indulge me with all of their paranormal experiences but it happened this at this this, this exact Whoa. address and so i wonder if it's the same entity Dang. more than likely it is but it was we a might need uh we might need to do an investigation there right uh yeah but yeah, so I'm about to rent it up. Rent it up. But basically though, yeah, it was like a big tall man who had these massive hands apparently and literally just one hand on each of their throats cuz they were sleeping next to each other. So this is like this is like a malevolent entity. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's and wild, y'all. Within a rock's throw of Hampton Lily Bridge, isn't it? Right. Yes, it and is. And I thought the same thing. Because in the original Hampton Lily Bridge um, stories, because the Hampton Lily Bridge house was moved. It was on it Bryan was, Street. Yeah. It was moved, you know, on logs over to where it is now. Uh, but the original story was about a giant man. Um, and, mm -hmm. and some people wanted to conflate that into Renee Ash right. simply because the description was a, a very large man. Right. Um, I think that was Jim Williams mm -hmm. actually stated that it was, it was, it was a was, seven foot tall man. Yeah, it was just this big gigantic yeah. man. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that's very interesting because that whole area uh, has been, because the Lily Bridge house has not spot. had any real complaints. Uh, certainly the owners are like, this place is not. Right. Know, anything. Uh, but uh, if you drive it out of the house, maybe it it's just goes next door. <laughs> maybe it just right. goes nearby. Um, I am intrigued because I have heard. And one of the problems of like Savannah ghost stories is when you hear a story in Savannah about a place, sometimes it is misplaced, meaning someone heard a story and then they ascribe it to a location. That's why you Ooh. have so many houses with little girls in it and so many houses sure. that have it's the same types of stories right. happening over and over. And it's like, well, actually it's very possible that the, the woman that everyone thinks is haunting the 700, uh, 1790 is actually a river street ghost. They just heard the story and they 
transplanted it. You know, you right. hear that often, um, that there are these things. And the story that is in my mind is about a man pushing his wife down the stairs. I remember very distinctly hearing that story huh. of a man who killed his wife, pushing her down the stairs. Um, and that was the first time I heard it. It was the steps going down to River Street. Mm-hmm. because those are the stone stairs of death and everybody sure. talks and remarks about it. And there have been a lot of very serious injuries on those stairs. And so it just made sense. And that was a story that went around like in the nineties, yeah. it was a big thing. But then somebody was like, you know, actually that happened in a house, mm-hmm. but no one really knew which house it was. Right. So then again, there it is. The concept of being pushed downstairs or, yeah. or finding yourself, you know, in a situation where a child would say you're going to die on the stairs. Uh, because a child's understanding of stairs should not include you die from right. a fall. No. You know, because when I was a kid, I used to roll down the stairs. I used to, yeah, you know, it, it was just a thing to fall downstairs. It was funny. And you see it in movies, you see it in, in, in yeah. cartoons and things. And, you know, maybe they, they stopped doing that. Maybe they stopped showing kids. <laughs> because they're like, when I was a kid, you know, rolling down the stairs was hilarious and everybody yeah. did it and it was fun. Um, but, uh, to think that you would die falling down the stairs no. is a very specific thing. It's so specific. And, like, this thing is that strong that it can, like, immediately possess a child like that. To, it wouldn't to necessarily be possession, I don't could think. Be, or just yeah. give, give the kid the, the child. Yeah. The child may be able to attune to it as yeah, well, okay. you know. Because there's a lot of different things going on at that moment. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I always use the radio mm-hmm. thing. Uh, if, if a child receives a signal, it's not possession. It's... Yeah, transmuted. Yeah, exactly. It's it's being it's being transmitted into the child and through the child, not necessarily in, encompassing the child. Yeah. Um, but still, it, it's it's it. That's a nasty. Uh, that's a nasty story. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But I just think, and it's, then to couple it with with, right. with your story, it's fascinating. It's time to pay them a visit. It I is. Think, I think so. It is. That's wild. Okay. All right. Are you ready for the question? Mm-hmm. How long was the Lombatis family in the house before leaving? A, three minutes. B, 10 minutes. C, five minutes. D, eight minutes. I'm going to go 10 minutes. I, was, I, I, was, I thought 10 minutes when, when it was being read. I did too. Yeah. I did too. Because, um, well, I mean, just logically... That's like a common thing to say. Like I, I when I, I say, would round up if it was eight right. minutes, I would say ten. I yeah. mean, I, I, I would because uh, she also had the, to get the, the, the sentence was like no more than you know, like ten. when I tell you that it was mm-hmm. no more than. It doesn't seem like you would say a really specific number as right. much as the generalized number. So five or ten would be like what I'm choosing between. Mm-hmm. But given the events, um, but also like to get kids out of the car. <laughs> and get the luggage upstairs and the husband to be heated across the room. Like, you know, that's that's going to take more than three minutes yeah. or so. All right. So what's your final? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 10 minutes. I'm going with 10. Okay. 
at this point, I'm trying to get my kids out of this situation when our five-year-old proceeds to say, mommy is going to die. The stairs, mommy is going to fall. When I say we were all in the house for less than five minutes, I'm not oh, exaggerating. No. There it is. All right. So let's go ahead and take a spin on our little spin wheel. Great. And then you get to eat a jelly bean. And it, it could be a great flavor. Bean. It could be a great flavor. Oh. All right. Strawberry banana smoothie or dead fish? <laughs> what does it, it look like? It looks like that. It's that orange one. I can't. I am colorblind. So you'll, oh have to, my God. you'll have to dig it out. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. All it's right. Orange yeah. with red spots. Yeah. Orange with red spots. Here's one. I'm scared of it. Orange with dead spots. Nom, 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 nom. I'm scared of the red spots. All right, what what are we, what are we looking at? No, not you. You have to spin your own. Oh, yeah. okay. Is it okay. which one Wait, is it? Is it dead fish or or strawberry smoothie? It's got to be strawberry smoothie because yay, it's actually I mean, quite quite pleasant. No, what did you no, spin? Uh, no, I oh. barely I barely okay. touched it, so I I spun it again. Okay. Peach or barf? Peach or barf? All right, baby. this one's also like a. Orange one with red spots. All right, so, so Chris lucked out, so that's that's good for him. They really did not make this distinct. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Just go for it, Ben. You can do it. <laughs> All right, yum yum in the tum tum. Uh oh, oh no, oh no. I don't know if that's barf or peach. Whatever it is, it's really nasty. Then it's so barf. barf. Yeah. <laughs> peach is going to taste great. But it's great. fruity. But it's fruity. Pretty barf. Pretty barf. Yeah, well, that's, well it's like you barfed a peach. It's still a jelly bean. All right. Mm. No, that's dead fish. That's oh, dead you got fish? the dead fish one. Uh -huh. That's dead fish? Well, oh, they great. look exactly the same. How bad was it? Was it, Did it taste like dead fish? No, it tastes like low tide with fruit. Nah. Like you're eating a peach cup. <laughs> I think they mix some because LOL. it tastes like if you're eating a peach cup, like, okay. you know, those dull peach cups or yeah. whatever, um, while it's low tide. While you're just smelling the mm -hmm. sea. All right. So this next story, let's go ahead and move on. That was the usual Chris looking out in Madison eating a dead fish. All right. What's Woo. new? Yeah, what's new? What's new? <laughs> Melissa Merhar Parker. Uh, sent us uh, ghost mail and she titled it aggressive hat man who jumped on me and more oh my gosh these hat men hat man. hat man I have a hat man costume in my car right now as we speak you should wear it one day yeah. alright she said howdy I've been meaning to write in and there's an emoji with a cowboy hat on howdy howdy Yeehaw. I've been meaning to write in to your fabulous podcast for months now you guys are literally amazing and I love the content thanks so much Melissa thanks. What finally got me to write in about my many, many ghost stories slash crazy psychic happenings was the, late, uh, the latest episode about Hatman getting more aggressive. I have a story from the late 90s set in a basement apartment in Philadelphia in an extremely old neighborhood and building. While my building was from the 1920s, there was a paper mill from the 1600s right up the street. Anyway, back to my Hatman story. This... Uh, apartment always creeped my boyfriend and myself out, but it came to head one Mother's Day afternoon. I had just finished my day shift at a restaurant to find my boyfriend and four of his friends sitting at the kitchen table drinking some beers. I'd been home for maybe five minutes when out of my peripheral vision, I saw something rushing towards me, so I ducked, 
covered and screamed. Not only did I see the hat man charge me and turn into a blank, so did my college boyfriend and his friends. Needless to say, we jumped up and got the hell out of there. We were so scared that we didn't go home for days and made his little sister, who was in high school, go check to make sure it was safe. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) What's crazy is we all saw and have the same story. This is literally hundreds. uh, This is first of literally hundreds of crazy stories of... of now, hold on. Um, this is first of literally hundreds of crazy stories of no when people are pregnant before they do. Seeing a Union soldier in my house in ATL, telling people to get off planes due to mechanical issues, then they were deplaned. Having s- dreams about where lost keys are uh, from two hours away, and the keys being there, but that's for another day. Thanks for all you do. Melissa. Wow. wow. What is with these hat men? The hat men are getting aggressive, I tell they you. Apparently. Because, yeah, it's funny because as the urban legend stands, he is he is non- uh, Confrontational. Yeah, he's it's... just present. But we've gotten more and more stories about actual, like, experiences. Seeing the hat man's face was, was a big yeah. one right. that we heard that I had never heard before. Yep. Um, so I'm wondering if we're not just get, moving into a new territory mm-hmm. Of of this particular legend of this thing, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times your consciousness forms what a spirit can be, and the more that people think about Hatman or know about Hatman, more uh, an entity could choose that form. You know, could use that form because of people's familiarity with it. Um, there was a rash of. Freddy Krueger sightings and, and sensations in the 80s, people having dreams about Freddy Krueger because that was the notion of the, the character. And it was like, once you've introduced a character into, like Slenderman mm-hmm. is a great yeah. example. You know, lots of people actually claim to see and, and, and interact or have interactions with Slenderman. And we know that is a 100% created entity. But the reason why it's so believable is it has features that are easily in our minds oh yeah that that mm-hmm. rings a bell that has a certain kind of you know thing so so yeah i i i'm wondering if if there aren't other spirits uh yeah. and now you're talking about a transformation that hatman goes under uh if there aren't other spirits who are using hatman to to uh breach our sense of reality yeah i feel like there might be some subcategories of Hatman <laughs> that we aren't privy to um, until we learn these stories that people have encountered. Yeah. Because I feel like every episode we're learning more and more about Hatman and his true intentions. It's truly working for my uh, my my film that I'm I know. On. Yeah, <laughs> <getting> ideas. <laughs> I'm just getting great ideas. That's yeah. awesome. All right. So here's the next question. What did the Hatman turn into? Was it A, a mist, B, a shadow, C, a beam of light that quickly disappeared, or D, nothingness? Part of me wants it to be a beam of light because I feel like that would be fun. You know, just like, rah, pew, you know, into a what beam of light. What was that again? Rah, pew. Okay. That is correct. You know? that yeah, is, I, I is, figured. That is the, the transformation. Foley sound. Yeah, really? Right? <laughs> but, um, hmm. None of those necessarily make sense to my logic with Hatman. So, 
Well, <laughs> it's weird because I think the the word was transforms into. Yes. And I, I, I feel strongly, uh, and if, if I'm wrong, then it's, it's really more about a sentence structure. I don't think you transform into nothingness. Right. You dissolve into nothingness or you, you dissipate into I nothingness. I can confirm that it was transformed for you. Give me a second. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was what it said because right. I immediately thought a dog. You know, you I transform thought that. Into, yeah, well, like yeah. I, I was thinking a wolf or an mm. animal or, or things like that. Um, entities transforming into mist, I think, is a pretty common. Sure. It was transform. Oh, what was it? Not only did I see the hat man charge me and turn into. No, turn into. Yeah, turn into nothingness also doesn't make sense. Yeah. To me. Uh, like if I was if I was structuring the sentence, turning into nothingness is not the same as disappearing. That, right. That seems like what you would say is charged and disappeared. Um, however, that's not to say that it, it's not nothingness. It's just the phrasing makes me feel like turn into a mist is my gut reaction to it only because I have I have witnessed apparitions turning into mist. Mm-hmm. I've heard that story many times mm-hmm. of 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 figures turning into mist. Mist being a common, um, so this is interesting, and I always talk about this. To me, mist is when a entity loses its form; it okay. cannot hold the apparition together because it's using its energy. And so, if you're talking about a, a, a spirit that charges, it's mm-hmm. using its energy, and it's possible that it couldn't maintain its shape while it was doing an action. Um, but that's, again, my own theories on the difference between, like, full apparition, shadow people, and mist. Because right. I, I believe that that is the order. A full apparition is something that looks like the person was when they were alive. A shadow doesn't have features. And then mist doesn't even have form. So that is, that, that's my gut, is that he turned into mist. I'm just going to go with beam of light for funsies. Funsies! But. I mean, beam, beam of light would be awesome. It would be cool. It would be totally cool if he turned into a beam of light because that also contradicts what we know about Hatman. Right. And it would be awesome if we had like this totally like new aspect of he turned into a beam of light. Right. You know, uh, because A, that's not all that scary. Mm-hmm. But if you experienced it, you'd probably run. If, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, what in the world? What in tarnation? So, <laughs> well, think? then she started out with Howdy. She did. She did. So that's why she. Fair enough. What in our nation? You're such a goober. All right. You ready? Mm. So, missing beam of light. Got it. Not only did I see that uh, the hat man charge me and turn into a mist, so did my college boyfriend and his friends. Spin away. Mm. You can do it. All right, we landed on. Are you freaking kidding me? The peach and barf again? It's peach and barf. Oh, that means you don't have to eat it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to eat one. Oh, my God. Because you landed on one you already ate. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Although, didn't you eat dead fish? Yeah, I did, technically. But that's because their photos are misleading. Let me see. Hold on. You ate dead fish. Their photos are very misleading. <laughs> That's almost yes. exactly the same. You are a hundred percent correct. I think JT needs whatever this I is. I agree. That's not true. Eat no, it. because she 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 spun it twice, landed on it twice. What does that mean? Eat it. No. These are the rules. Eat. <laughs> not the rules. <laughs> You're not the only one who just pull rules out of a hat. Right. It's this one. Ooh. Oh God. Well, it doesn't want me. You saw it. Everybody on YouTube saw it. All right. 
But now JT eats it. Fine, I'll yeah. eat it. I'll eat, eat it. it. I'll eat it. Eat it. Oh no! Oh! Oh God! It's so bad! It's not that fish. It's the other one. Mark. Well, now I feel bad. <laughs> no, don't feel bad. But also, I can't. Okay. Also, oh JT, God! What are they doing? Why did they do here? That? Have, have that. Have that. So JT, like JT has a horrendous phobia. I can't get rid of it. I can't get rid of it. JT has a horrendous phobia of barf, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he is super afraid of vomit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also, uh, fun fact about JT God. that nobody really asked for, but when he vomits, he screams. Scream. So it's I the most dramatic. Well, that's what you're hearing a little bit. It's the I can't get it out of my teeth. This is awful. I know. Welcome to my life. I still had the rotting fish in the, the back of my molars. Oh, so. That is so bad. It's done. It's done. It's like, down. I did not spit it out. So, yummy so, peach. <laughs> For now on, maybe we should just have a big uh, stack of donuts <laughs> that we, <laughs> right? we eat. That'll oh, be gosh. for the finale. Okay. <laughs> big stack God. of donuts. All right. On to the next one if I can read it. <clears throat> Cheers in his eyes. Yeah. JT <sighs> carries on after eating a barf <laughs> A single jelly barf jelly bean. Yo. Okay. Here we the go. The drama. No, that was really... It tastes like... um. Like salt and in, in, but like in Vile. like a very yeah yeah. It's acid. Like, what are they, they do doing? It? How do they do that? I don't know. It's what disgusting. sadistic They're, person is sitting so, at Jelly Belly? This is going to be upsetting for everyone, but apparently American chocolate uses uh, a, a chemical ingredient that is what gives barf the very distinct flavor. So like when foreigners eat American chocolate, they'll oftentimes say it tastes like vomit mm. because the acid that is used in our chocolate is the same. As the acid in our vomit, delicious. Lovely. Yeah, it's 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 acid. That's yeah. that's kind of what it is. Okay, all right. Here we go. Jelly Belly's on some. Stuff. This one is from <laughs> Ashley Warner. Yay! Yay! Uh, she titled it "Surprise." Our Savannah Airbnb was haunted. Surprise! Surprise! So this is going to be the trend for this episode. Was it on is, price? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the the haunted. No, no, Air it was Airbnb's. not on price. All right, let me just make sure. Okay, cool. All right. Hey, y'all. Ashley again. I just wanted to start out by saying thank you for being so great while we were in town. Thank you for coming to town. Yeah. We had so much fun at the Savannah Underground show. Our tour with Maddie was absolutely fantastic. And needless to say, y'all made Jameson's entire year by having him as a guest. I should also add that my boyfriend came to Savannah as a complete skeptic, but after talking with Radar and Maddie during the trolley tour and seeing the photos they shared with us, he has now admitted that he can't really deny that ghosts are indeed real. Boom. Oh, yeah. Nice. So thank you guys again for your hospitality. I truly cannot say enough good things. And our trip definitely solidified that we are definitely making the right decision by moving down there. All right. So on to my story. I didn't want to tell y'all about this while we were in town because I didn't want to freak out Jeff or Jameson knowing we still had three nights there, more so Jeff than Jameson, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> while in town, my, my breath still smells like barf. I could taste it. Sorry. Um... While in town, we stayed in an Airbnb on Indiana. 
about a three-minute drive from Bonaventure. Shout out to our host, Tony, and his awesome garden getaway. Just looking at the pictures online, I was thinking, hmm, this place looks like it's probably got a ghost or two. It's perfect. <laughs> so as soon as we check in, the very first thing I noticed was that the, the hallway leading back to the bedrooms was a literal hall of mirrors with both walls lined with mirrors. Splendid. Mm-hmm. Great choice, Tony. With several facing each other. <laughs> I immediately set to work sound cleansing the house and strategically placing crystals and doorways on bedside tables and under pillows. As I did so, I let whatever spirits that might be there know that we were just going to be staying for a few days and we wouldn't mess with them as long as they don't mess with us. I could definitely feel at least one presence there, but did not feel threatened by it in any way. So our second night there, I put Jameson to bed and Jeff had fallen asleep on the couch and was not waking up. I decided to just leave him and headed to bed myself. As I drifted to sleep, I felt someone start to pull the blankets down towards the floor. At first, I thought it was Jeff coming to the bed, but when I rolled over, there was no one there. I shrugged it off and rolled back over and started drifting back into sleep. A few minutes later, I felt uh, what was definitely someone crawling up into my bed and laying down next to me. I rolled over expecting to see Jeff again, but there was... Uh, but I'm sorry, see Jeff, but again, there was no one there. I sat up in bed and firmly said, whoever is here, it's been a very long day and I'm exhausted. Please leave me be and let me sleep and don't even think about going in uh, to the other rooms and messing with either one of my guys. After that, I went to sleep and wasn't disturbed for the rest of the night. The next morning when I got up, I noticed for the first time that there was a little decorative table in the hallway and on the bottom shelf there was an urn. At first glance, it almost looked like it was made of bone and covered with skulls. But after closer inspection, I realized that the skulls were blank, not skulls. It did not. Uh, it did not appear to have anything in it. But based by, uh, but based by the residue on the bottom, I think there was at some point. When I flipped it over and looked at the bottom, there were dates that indicated it may have been made for a baby. I didn't have any more experiences for the rest of our trip, but I did pick up a couple of things when I walked around with the ghost tube app. Unfortunately, nothing it said was super significant and I'm not sure how much I really trust the app. So I didn't read too much into it. So yeah, that's my story. Sorry. It's, it's not more interesting, LOL, but I figured y'all would like to hear my little Savannah ghost story. I have attached pictures of the urn, um, for y'all. Thanks for reading, and as always, stay spooky, y'all. Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. That was yeah. awesome. So, shall we see the photos? Not no, no. Yet. Oh, because oh, the question duh, is, duh. is, is what, what look like skulls? Okay. Um, well, first off, that entire area is very haunted in general. Oh, absolutely. Because you've got... State streets. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got Bonaventure, you've got the Catholic Cemetery, you've got, like, all sorts of jazz going on. The old dairy lands out there. Mm-hmm. I used to work with somebody who lived literally with Bonaventure basically as their backyard. And they had the creepiest ghosts living in their house. Um, And basically they had a linen closet 
And it was a little girl covered in blood who would scratch mm. on the inside of the linen closet. So after that, I'm just like, you could not pay me enough to live over there. No, like, no thank you. Gracious. No. Yeah. No. I didn't know that story. That's wild. Yeah. Well, it's a minor one in compared to all the other stories. I feel like there's there's a lot of violence that occurs in that that generalized area. And right. Yeah. On top of everything else. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's always been touch and go in that in that area there's a lot of sure. there's a lot of good spaces over there oh, but yeah. it is known by savannah locals state streets and yeah. they go you know people say you know state streets where they're just a bunch of streets that are named after, named states, after states california so. pennsylvania and all of that there it is a it is a little more crimey over there but yeah and then on top of it all the graves uh yeah. it, it's just very um, energetic, if you will. So I'm not surprised. Um, you know, uh, I'm also not surprised that you had a paranormal experience with all the mirrors uh, yeah. that are facing each other and things like that. So it was totally possible. You know, it could have been something associated with the urn or it could have been something that came through one of the mirrors. Mm, definitely. It sounds like a probably like a child or something like that. That was like, let me crawl into bed with you. Yeah. That's what at least I thought at first. But I would have thought it was one of my dogs. Well, it wasn't. I'd have been like, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> come, on. But, come on. Yeah, well, there's a difference between a 10-pound silky terrier and a human-sized thing crawling yeah. into bed with but you. But we also have an 18-pound schnauzer, so. So you put them together. Yes. You put them together, they both are coming after daddy. Anyway, Okay. All right. What was on the urn that she thought were skulls? Was it A, white clovers, B, children's faces, C, cherubs, D, swaddled babies? I, I put a lot of like thinking mm. into these answers because I'm like I'm like what could cherubs be and children's skull? faces seem almost synonymous, so. right? Unless it's the full cherub, right? Um, well, because if it's a cherub's face, you're like, oh, that's a kid's face. <laughs> Part of me, just because Savannah is so Irish Catholic, Clover uh, does. clovers and cherubs yeah. lean closer to my thought process. Yes. Um, I want to say clovers for some reason. Well, the swaddled babies is so out there. That is so out there. You know, um, so it, it, yeah, it, it definitely could be um, swaddled babies. However... I think I would remark more if it was mm-hmm. something like that. You know, if I were writing and I was like, oh, it was swaddled babies, I'd be like, "Can you, weird. I'm looking You're at this urn and there's swaddled babies on this thing. Even if I was oh. like... Well, that's you know. actually a good point because she said that it looked like it might have been for a baby or a child. The urn mm-hmm. might have been. That's a good point. So maybe swaddled babies is correct. It's a really... That's an interesting point. It's It's difficult. Mainly, yeah, you you come to what would you put? Because then it's like, is it a urn for ashes? Because it sounded like right. there were dates on the on the bottom of it. So, you know, is it possible that this was a, a deceased child that this mm-hmm. urn was made for? And if that's the case, putting religious iconograph, uh, swaddled baby, baby's faces, those kind of make sense. Although also creepy. <laughs> if you're going to put an urn that has human remains in it, 
I don't think you should paint it with faces. You right. Put, put Because that's the kind of thing that on a drunken night you look at long enough and <laughs> the faces start like looking back at you and moving around. I'm going with clovers, by the way. I'm sorry. Okay. I, <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with the swaddle babies then just to keep it different. All right. Here, I'm just going to show you the picture to unveil the answer. Okay. Oh, look. It's oh, I should have gone with the cherubs. You should have gone with the cherubs. Yeah, cherubs. So it's, we're it's both cute. wrong. <sighs> I was on the cute. right track. With, I should have just. Yeah, I know. Go ahead and on the right spin. Track. I, there we go. There we go. We got a good spin in, and it is. What is it? It is either, oh, pomegranate or mm-hmm. old bandage. Old bandage. Now, the problem here is I like old? chewing on old bandages, so oh, it'll God. be fine. There you go. Mm, lucky you. Pomegranate or old bandage. That is old bandage. <laughs> <laughs> how do they do it? Because it, it totally tastes like old bandage. I know. These how things did, are ridiculous. That? Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, God. Toasted marshmallow or stink bug. Oh, God. So it looks like it's... So it tastes like a lot like an old bandage? Oh, so much. <laughs> oh, so much. <laughs> I'm scared. Go for it. Even blood. Blood? They have blood in there? <gasps> oh, no. Did they put more? <laughs> the, oh, no. Absolutely oh, not. No. Madison, uh, can you luck out it? For the record, <laughs> she hates marshmallows. <laughs> so that is roasted marshmallow flavor. Uh, she does not hate marshmallows. Oh, she has to leave? Oh, no, she left. Y'all, she left. Oh, she had to spit it out? You spit it out? Oh, Come on, I didn't even spit out barf. No, you don't. What? No, you don't understand. <laughs> you Ooh. do not understand. Y'all got it. Ooh, that was rough, I'm y'all. just coming off of a lung infection. Big but, yikes. And, yeah, in my medicine makes... All of my taste buds very sensitive, and that was just awful. Yeah. Okay. Ah. All right. Tastes like I. Oh my god. I've been chewing on a duffel bag. (laughs) Okay. That's Mm -mm. crazy. How do they do that? They just put bad rubber, like rotting rubber. I don't know. That's wild, though. They they melted. That was bizarre. Good bugs. They melted stink bugs into that. I'm I still taste barf. It ta- you know what it tastes like? I That I've barfed this morning. Oh, right. Mental. And I just haven't brushed my teeth or did any. So, like, these things are, like, no, for real. Crawl- We're going to be getting a bunch. That crawled more. into my mouth and I know. Died. It died. Okay. Here we go. Now, y'all, I'll tell you, when I was reading this, I was like, I want to make a movie. We need to make a movie, Chris. Okay. Like, seriously. It, it is so creepy. Okay. Gabriel's Here we go. going to have a field day editing this. This one, yeah, she will. Um, this one has photos. Um, Yay. And it is from Mindy McPherson. What a great and, name. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mindy McPherson. All right. And it's titled Ghost Mail. Good afternoon. I'm a new listener, and I'm loving the podcast. Thanks, Mindy. We appreciate it. My name is Mindy, and I just made it to the episode where y'all gave out this email and wanted to share one of my own stories. 
I have so many I could tell and could probably fill up a whole episode, but the one I'm going to pass along today is one I would tell around a campfire and it gives me goosebumps just retelling it every time. It gave me goosebumps, I'll give you that when I read it. So, I have a nightmare disorder, which means every time I almost every time I sleep, I have a nightmare. I'm so mm. sorry. That, that horrible, way terrible to live. disorder. <laughs> Jeez. Although, what a great central character of a horror movie. I right? know, right? Seriously, like, like maybe like nothing, nothing scares her. She has fear in her yeah. last name. <gasps> oh, wow, wow! You're this is so creative. I you're you're really cut out for it, Mindy. All right. I'm so used to them now that they just feel like dreams, but sometimes a nightmare comes along and rattles me. I had this one specific nightmare for three days in a row about an old-looking woman with long, mismatched fingers trying to get into my apartment, but not being able to because the door was locked. <gasps> Y'all know mm. how much I love a creepy old woman. Yeah, do her fingers have mm-hmm. keys on it? I don't too? know. I don't know. That'd be pretty dope. Mismatched fingers. I love that. Yeah. So good. She would go around my building trying to find a way in, but couldn't due to everything else also being locked up. She was so frightful looking. The only way I can describe the woman is in the movie Mama, but like Grey. I only had this specific nightmare for three nights and was relieved when I woke up the morning after night four and realized I did not have the nightmare of the lady. I was relieved. That was before... I that was before I saw that I accidentally left my door unlocked that night. I tried to brush off my fear because nothing happened to me physically, but the thing that made me also wet my pants was that when I was leaving to uh leaving for work, I saw a handprint on my blank door. Oof. The handprint has long fingers. And was placed exactly where my nightmare woman would place her hand. I tried to just leave it alone as if it was all a coincidence, but couldn't after the day went by. And that night, as I was laying down for bed, I looked at my ceiling and there was another handprint. I hadn't had that nightmare again, and I don't think the woman is still around, but just knowing that she might have gotten in and watched me sleep from my ceiling is definitely one of the creepiest things I can bury in my mind. Yes, and thank you for writing that script for me. Uh, (laughs) I will make it. Attached are two pictures. One is the handprint on my blank door, and the other is the handprint on my ceiling. I have had many, many other things happen to me. So if y'all don't mind, I wouldn't mind continuing to share. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, I forget to lock. I I never forget to lock my doors at night. Absolutely. Well, and uh, big yikes. Yeah, that's almost worth having having them on as a guest. Oh on yeah, Zoom or something. Yeah, Seriously. absolutely. Super freaky. Many stuff. questions. Many many questions. 
That is horrifying. Uh, yeah. No, seriously. I, you know, it made me think of, you know, I wasn't a normal kid at all. I I loved scary stuff. I, I think I've made that clear on this podcast. And I loved the movie The Witches. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very disturbing kids film. Yes. I love disturbing kids film, like the like uh, the the Oz one. Oh, uh, the Return to Oz. The Return to Oz. That was not meant to be a horror That's movie, not, though. Yeah. No, but, no, that is a but horror. It was very the, scary. The Wheelers. The Wheelers, bro. Wheelers. The Wheelers, bro. And that, um, and then uh, also um, Ghost Town, Return to Ghost Town, or something like that. It was like it was like the one where the walls bleed green. I, anyway, or like, I love don't that look stuff. under the bed. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, yeah. Children of the Corn, sure. all the good stuff. But the witches had a special place in my heart for being ultra creepy, and I remember really liking because I was, I was such a visual child that I would want to lay in bed and I faced my door and I had it cracked about two feet and I would look through the crack and I would envision the main woman from the witch after oh, sure. she turned into the witch like creeping yeah. in through the from the shadows into the moonlight yeah and like just like looking at me and then like moving backwards and that was like, and that's what that reminded me of. I was like, bro. No, what remind I thought of from your messed up childhood um, <laughs> is uh, how he would. So JT is awful. If you didn't know, do not let this podcast fool you. He's not what do you nice. Mean? He brought these jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, he's not nice, and he um, used to torture his sister Lainey. Um, and so not torture, you tortured that poor woman so much (laughs) (laughs) and he made her so afraid of the Grinch because he would tell her that the Grinch would be up in the corner of her room, staring down at her. You're awful. Yeah. And that's what I pictured was the Grinch up in the corner of the room. Just being like, she wouldn't sleep on her left side facing away from that corner because of that. Because I'd like I would paint a really crisp visual for her. Oh, there you go. And it would be like smiling ear to ear, just like looking at her. Of course. And he would scratch on her door. I would scratch at her door. And it wasn't that bad though. You're Other awful. <laughs> you're awful. You're up there with Jin Hee. You're up there with Jin Hee. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, um, here's the question: Where was the first handprint? Was it A. Her front door? B. The bedroom door? C, her back door leading to the garden, or D, her van door? I thought back door, because usually, like, if you're going to forget a door, it'd be the back door, because it's not the door that you're mostly using, and it's, in a lot of houses, you pass by the front door when you're, like, going to your room or whatever, and so most people will look at the front door at the end of the night, and it'll be locked. It's less likely for a front door to be unlocked, especially if this person is very consistent with locking their doors. I could see it being a back door. Also, back doors are typically, in a lot of houses, glass, mm. which would make sense why Ooh. you could still see the handprint. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking back door because early in the story was the story of the entity trying all the doors, right. moving around the yep, house. Yep, yep. Um, I feel like it would be a house door simply because the narrative is if you've left the door unlocked, it got in. Um, the act of locking doors is ritualistic. It is not just against intruders of physical form. You are actually securing your house. You're actually making your house secure. So uh, it does make sense that you would see it on the back door. I even imagined in my head 
that um, well <laughs> that they would go out the back door to right. get to their car to, to their driveway you know like a garage yep. you know rather than going out the front door um and that's you know at my house we 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 park behind the house so we go out the back door we don't go we don't go in and out the front door often so i don't i don't know what the configuration of her house is but in my mind I immediately thought back door. So both back door? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was before I saw that I accidentally left my front door unlocked that night. There you go. Spin away. Front door. Front door it is. I'm going to vomit. That is, that is blue, blue, hold on. That's going to be the cappuccino or liver and onions. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like either of those. Hand All that right. to Bill Cooper. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Liver and onions. Oh, Bill mm. Cooper. Mm. All right, Maddie, go for nom, a spin. Nom, nom, nom. Cappuccino or liver and onions? That was technically on Tootie Fruity okay. or Stinky Socks. It still tastes like Band-Aid, Band-Aid to me. <laughs> I still have it. But it's, it's cappuccino. It's cappuccino, okay. But it's it's kicking up the whatever the flavor was. That was the bandage bandage flavor. I still have essence of stink bug, so I think this. And this is washing away the bandage, and it's actually quite pleasant. I think this is tutti fruity. I can't tell. It's almost caramely. Mm-hmm. Delightful. Just go for it, baby. Okay. Yeah, it's tutti fruity. Yay. Yay! All right, she finally lucked out. Here we go. Actually, I think. Actually, I think that's birthday cake. These all look the same. They look similar. That's fine. Birthday cake. Yum. All right. Here's the last one. Okay. And it's sent in by our uh, our newer para junkie, George Gay. Here we go. No subject. No subject. No subject. All right. Let me just... Okay. So this is my first time ever doing something along these lines. So forgive me for the lengthy post. You three are the most entertaining personas in the paranormal world. And I deeply appreciate the insight and education you three provide. Oh, that's very nice. So nice. Thank you. very nice. It's like unbelievably nice. Um, We really appreciate it, George. Uh, Chris's insurmountable knowledge and personal experience. Madison's unwavering confidence and insight into prote- uh, protection and general tips and tricks. And JT's anchoring with the humor and general lightheartedness make for such an incredible experience. Wow. wow. That's, so, that's so sweet. So thank you so much for all of it. Yeah, take that one star review. Anyway. <laughs> drop that in the reviews. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. please. Just take that paragraph and drop it in the reviews. Yeah. That being said, I have binged every episode of um, on your YouTube, and I was just wondering if you had any tips for protecting yourself from attachments while watching videos. Mm. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good question. Very recently, I was watching the blank episode around three in the morning, and I was fading in and out while watching when I swear I heard a tap on my headset. I wear mine late at night because I don't want to disturb my wife. It snapped me out of my lethargy, and I sat straight up and couldn't find a source. I cut it up to be just the heat of the moment, but for but about 10 to 20 minutes later, I had a very strong smack on the side of my headset that set my heart racing and really freaked me out. I immediately couldn't uh, close 
everything up and went to bed after this. I'm really interested in deep diving harder into the paranormal given my deep fascination with it and all things occult and was wondering once again, do you have any simple advice on protection for just observing and listening to keep attachments away? Thanks again for everything you guys do and I hope this reaches you. Wow. Yeah. We're turning into two girls on ghosts, apparently, with yeah. our hauntings um, that we're lo- giving all our lovely listeners. Yeah. It's, it's, it's important to note that when you are indulging in these stories and you're, you're researching or you're listening or you're watching these videos, oftentimes you're not being affected by the entity in the video or the entity that's being discussed as much as you are activating the part of your mind that allows these things to have more access to you. Um, what you're really doing when you listen to ghost stories, when you when you watch a, a ghost video, when you when you're when you're searching, you are opening a door. You're opening a door in your head, and that door um, may be accessible by spirits that are around you. So you may have a spirit that's been with you for a while, but now that you're actively doing something or actively listening to something, it is getting. Uh, more traction in your world because it becomes more of a reality. That is one of the things that I, I used to always say um, just going uh, around on a ghost tour or something, talking about ghosts, telling the stories opens you up to the possibility and to the uh, environment. Uh, and then the energy that is present becomes more able to communicate. Uh, so uh, I I dare say that we're not dealing with like, Something you're watching affecting, like the thing you're watching. If I'm watching a, a video on Hatman and Hatman appears, it's not necessarily because of the video content as much as it is your ability to perceive is being opened and broadened. <clears throat> um, so there's a lot of ways to go about like protecting yourself from your own <laughs> abilities to to perceive. However, because you're actively going down that road, it becomes more and more difficult because it's your will, it's your desire that oftentimes draws these spirits in. And whatever protection you choose can counter or be countered by your willingness and your desire. So, you know, it's all about having faith in what you're doing that protects you because the same way that you're opening the door is... How do you keep it shut? What do you do? What actions do you do to keep it shut? Um, and me being a paranoia, me being a phobic, I have a lot of phobias. Uh, fear, phobia, is a type of belief, a type of, of structured belief in something, in the thing being malevolent or dangerous or, or, or out to get you. And it's so hard to just turn your fear off. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to, you know, say, well, I just won't be afraid of that. Well, right. I just won't. So what you, you, what you usually have to do is find something that brings you a, a complimentary comfort. Um, and I've, I've said this on the show many times. I have swords. My house is full of swords. I don't know what my genuine, because it's, it's, it's unnatural that, that I, I am so attached to swords. But I feel very safe if a sword is nearby. And not just like, because I can hack them. There's something about a sword that, that acts as a talisman to me. Um, you know, and I used to take a sword cane with me on ghost hunts. Uh, 
Swords are not going to really do damage to a ghost. It's not. It's not like that. But it does somewhere in, instill in me this yeah. sense of safety that balances my sense of fear. So, um, so there. That while there are plenty of ritualistic, plenty of crystals, plenty of things, talisman that you could use. Um, sometimes it has to be very personal because it has to override your yeah. your fear and or curiosity. Or, or, or the terrible mix of both, the terrible mix of curiosity and fear makes something so compelling. <laughs> makes something, True. you know, it's, it's, it's almost addictive at that point. It's oh. the heroin. The, yeah, the, the ghost heroin. The ghost heroin. Um, so, yeah, I, I strongly suggest finding the thing that brings you comfort, something that you rely on. I've, I've known people to carry, like, their father's, you know, lighter or their or, or some special coin or things like that um, but I will pass it over to Maddie for more uh, detailed answers to that question mm. so yeah I mean it's interesting that you bring up the more you talk about spirits the more they appear uh, because it's true even on my ghost tours uh, the spirits on that route because it's on a trolley they are very aware of my tour now. They know that I talk about them. They always, especially children, go to the Davenport oh, house. No. Oh my God, they are so interested. In well, people. and you have a personal relationship. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So they know um, and they, they show up and that's fine. But it's important, like you said, to find something that you feel connected to. So if you don't feel connected to crystals or witchy things or whatever um you know that's not going to work for you i could tell you carry obsidian onyx whatever you want uh black crystals in general very good for protection even if you just keep it on you or keep it near where you watch the videos or oh sure yeah things like that uh that's why I got into spell jars because, you know, you can literally put them wherever you want and just have it around you or keep it in your pocket or something. It's a natural protection. But you see, uh, if that doesn't pique your interest or you don't believe in it, it's not going to do anything for you. Um, I know a lot of people who are, you know, big believers in keeping a Bible next to their bed. Absolutely. Uh, JT's brother, he sleeps with a old Bible next to his bed. And when his hag shows up, he's got it right there. Mm -hmm. It works great for him uh, because that's what he feels is protective for him. He knows, like he has deep faith in that particular object. So Mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right in the sense of go with where your, your faith lies. And if you don't believe in anything, then that's also a great um, tool because the belief in nothing is actually really strong because there's a lot of staunch atheists Mm -hmm. who never have paranormal experiences because they simply just don't believe in it because that is their will and that is their faith that will not be tested. And no spirit is going to waste its energy on somebody (laughs) who's going to dismiss it. True. All right. What episode was George watching? Was it A, Ghost Mail episode, B, the episode we did on 432 Abercorn, C, our collaboration with Emma, or D, our collaboration with Two Girls, One Ghost? We actually brought up Two Girls, One Ghost because they they introduced the idea of listeners having... um, more paranormal activity after listening to the show. Yep. They that did. one we talked about cryptids, though, and I wonder 
if that would put you in the mind state of... That's a good point. Um, and Emma, we talked about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Emma's episode, but a part of me feels like it's 432 Abercorn. I swear that the house just puts people in a weird place. It does. You I've know? seen people totally obsessed, obsessed with mm-hmm. that house. So yeah. I, could see, I could see that being a, um, a trigger. Because that's, a, that's also a deep dive. You find yourself going down a rabbit hole with that one. It's true. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I, I just had a guest this weekend who, or yeah, this past weekend, who was obsessed with 432 Abercorn. Mm-hmm. They just like had all these theories as to what mm-hmm. was haunting it and things yeah. like that. I swear. Yeah. They, were, they were going into so many different rabbit holes. So I'm, I'm going to go with 432 because people, people love that okay. house. Chris? Um, gosh. It's tricky. I'm going to go with ghost mail. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Very recently, while I was watching the collaboration with Two Girls, One Ghost, around mm. three in the morning, I was fading in and out while, uh, while watching. It's just them. It's them. It's them. It's them. Yeah. That's why I included it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Uh, y'all got to spin, and then we're going to end the episode. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. It's a me, Mario. I don't know what it is. What is? Uh, what is? That is either buttered popcorn or rotten egg, and that is this mm, one. Buttered popcorn or rotten egg. I love I, buttered popcorn. That one's my bean. favorite jelly bean. Is the buttered popcorn? What is it? Oh. Oh. Is it both? Mm-mm. No, it's not what both. Is that, man? Birthday cake or dirty dishwasher? Okay. What what is it, Chris? I'm having trouble. Really? I'm going to say butter popcorn. Okay, it's probably butter popcorn. But you it definitely, know if it's rotted egg. Birthday cake! But Yay! It definitely has like an extra layer of chemical. You know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is Jelly Belly, but nope. I'm going with butter popcorn. It's not bad. It's just weird. Yeah. I love the butter popcorn ones. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was an awesome episode. That was great. Long one, too. Yes, it was. Mm. Great ghost smells, everyone. Please keep them coming in. Please keep sending them. They're so interesting. Please send us your your trauma of paranormal. We love it. Apparently, we're adding trauma of our own with this bizarre Jelly Belly Roulette. Jelly Belly Roulette. The knock. But... Anywho, thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you have a ghost mail that you would like to send to us, you can send it at ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com. But with that, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.